Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast, the Nerdy Podcast hosted by two Northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Very special. It's my baby sister. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, so it's Michaela. Yeah, Michaela's going to join us today. <laughs> Michaela, before we get started in our list that has been one of the probably the most annoying lists <laughs> we've ever done on this podcast yeah. do you want to just give two seconds to tell us about yourself and what you do yes yeah, so i live in sunderland and i am a curator up here and honestly i'm probably one of the worst guests you're gonna have because um <laughs> i don't like uh, comics don't like superhero movies don't like toy collections hate horror films and i hate games <laughs> but i am a massive um nerdy um, lover of films. I love films, I love culture, I love high culture, and I love the very, very low culture. So I'm sure we're going to have a very nice conversation. So, <laughs> well, like I say, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I always love about the like nerdy aspect, because you might not like most of the things, but everyone will have a little bit of a nerdy aspect to themselves where uh, they can relate, and that's, like I say, why, why I started Why we do this! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Michaela's not a fan of comic books or mm. comic book movies, but she will jump on a bandwagon <laughs> if everyone else is watching it. Michaela will watch it, and Mandalorian is the example that I will use. I, can I just say I don't like I don't mind Star Wars, mm. and it was good. It was good fun. I'll, I'll admit. Look, I love Fast and Furious films. I love them kind of films. Yeah. I have my own. Me and me and my partner Stephen will watch. The worst of the worst films. If anyone mentions <laughs> the family or puts up a meme about the family and they're getting chucked off, sorry, no. <laughs> I'm Booted done. Out. This week, I'm done. Me for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm done seeing Vin Diesel's face. You can now stop. It's not funny. No. So oh, I have this... seen them and just, I don't get it. Am I just being <laughs> no stupid? <laughs> and I've I seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it either. So this week, our top five list is Guilty Pleasures. Guilty Pleasure movies. Which um, was Kayla. a complete nightmare. Oh, uh, tell us about it. Trying to talk because I know it sounds strange. I'm not guilty about anything I like. So it was kind of <laughs> like, um, like I said, I've talked about films and stuff that with people and people look at it as strange. I'm getting, well, no, it's still, I get something from a film. It doesn't really matter. So this has been an absolute nightmare. I've probably changed it about four or five times yep. more than any, and even changing this morning. So yeah, I so mine too, yeah. <laughs> yep. I had a conversation with Carolyn this morning and mine got changed straight away. Straight away. I had all sorts on here. So we're gonna kick it off with our guest. Mm -hmm. She's gonna she can go first. So Michaela, what is your first pick? So this is the one I changed this morning. So I was just about to pop in the shower and a song came on from the soundtrack and I was like oh my god I love this song but when I'm like on the train or something I'll turn it right down I'm like I don't want anyone to know I'm like <laughs> so that's kind of the, the guilty pleasure aspect of it of just like I love this film mm -hmm. and we've just just before we came on we we're talking about how Disney was a massive part of our childhood still is yeah. I still love Disney I know they're a massive evil corporation but give me a Disney <laughs> movie any day um and the one I've picked for my guilty pleasure is from 2013. Mm -hmm. And it's directed by Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck. And mm -hmm. it is Frozen. 
Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Now so we'll start with a bang. We'll start with a bang. So. Oh god. This is gonna get bad. So I, I picked Frozen because, and it was also, it wasn't even the first soundtrack I was listening to, it was the second movie soundtrack I was listening to, uh, which I think is even worse. But um, mm. I, you probably think Frozen, it's a massive film, like, you know, like it came out and it was like, made like billions. And I think a lot of people love it. Mm. I was 24 when it came out. <laughs> like, <laughs> not like a childhood thing of nostalgia no. and that. I just no. think it's, a beautiful film. It has a lovely female um, narrative about it. It's -hmm. about sisterly love, which makes me cry. It doesn't make my sister cry about (laughs) our relationship. And it's just one of those films where people are like, oh, like, oh, you like Frozen. It's like, yeah, because it's bloody beautiful. Yeah, me and Taylor um, disagree on this one. Yeah, yeah, it looks fantastic. And Adina Menzel, I absolutely adore, like, anything she's in. Like, say, she is, like, say, Elphaba, and no one else, else will ever replace her in my eyes uh, from Wicked. But, yeah, it's me, probably the least favourite Disney film, and I am one of the biggest Disney fans. I've got Disney tattoos all over myself as well, so... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Showing that Disney pride. <laughs> it's, it's one of them things where this, I think... The story came after the songs, and you can tell because the songs are, like, say, catchy as hell. Like, I want to build a snowman and let it go. We've heard a million times, which is a brilliant thing. But I think the story came afterwards, and it, I, I know you're saying sisterly thing, but that that is Disney through and through. But I just didn't get the film as much as yeah. I have. Like, no, I, me I, neither. I, yeah. Well, I think. I, I can agree with you to a, to a point, but mm-hmm. the main character also, and as much as you can argue the fact is, it's not about a love story. I guess there's a love story in it, mm-hmm. but it's not that the, the princess gets swept away. She's an independent woman <laughs> um, who's trying to find herself. Yeah. And as much as it is Disney princess, and you are going to have little girls looking at it, at least they're not looking at it going, oh, I need to pass out and go in a bloody glass mm. coffin and get kissed by a man at least like it's i rule this kingdom and this is for me and i can sing a banging song whilst i do it yeah i get that but i just that i remember mona's a better film mona's the same Moana is the best film but there is no guilt of me like no, no, my guilt of me like in frozen <laughs> yeah no i remember when i watched it i watched it at my mum and dad's and when, when I finished, she came in and went, and? And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And we got into, we got into it about yeah. the fact that I didn't get the sisterly aspect of it. Because mm. so, I don't care about my sister more than she cares about <laughs> No, no, I don't have to be in the But yes, um, it's one of the things where, I, when you look at it, as you say, it's beautifully. It it's, was when, because it, it's not... Might get it wrong. It's not Pixar Frozen though. It's it's one of the Disney oh, owned producers. Disney, Disney, yeah. Because yeah. it was Disney. when Disney st- when Disney started doing like say the three D animation. Because I think they'd done Bolts and stuff before that Entangled. Um, but that's one where they actually went on par with the looks of Pixar in my eyes, uh, with how it looks. But uh, again, like say uh, a lot of it felt forced. But 
I, I want. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I say it's one of them. I've went into it and thought I've heard the song "Let It Go" and I thought that's brilliant. That's catchy. I can say it, it's it's iconic. But yeah, it's it's one of the ones I want to like. But I, 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 hopefully, in a few years, like say if I ever have kids, possibly mm -hmm. it might be something for me. But yeah, it's it's not not one, right. Not, not right now. Sorry. That's a good choice. <laughs> totally changed your mind on it. <laughs> well, that's a good choice. Good. So, who's going to go next? Paul, do you want to go next? Yeah, certainly. I'll see if I can get the, the one lined up. Now, again, it's not really a guilty pleasure because I think it's a brilliant <laughs> film. And um, like I say, I've got, with, uh, with Michaela's, a lot of the, four, the five of mine all have musical aspects to it. And you probably hear, hear the songs <laughs> and you before, like, say, watching the film. Um, so I'm just going to get it up because I'm trying to, because before I put it on YouTube, and but now it's got the mics, it doesn't work through YouTube because with the headset. So I had to think outside the box here. So let's see if this works. So. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Is that coming through? Yeah. yeah, that came through. <laughs> Just ever so slight. The, the beginning bit didn't. If nobody couldn't get it from the beginning bit, then shame on you. Shame on all of <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you, you just hear the bam. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, as a like, say, when I first saw this, I was like, it's Greece. So 1978, when it was originally came out, this is the one I toyed with because I was going to pick Greece too. Um, because Greece two is the worst film, but I love Greece more than anything, and it is quite a, um, I would say a popular film, but. Is it popular now? Is like say with with the kids these days get greased the way we got it when we were kids and stuff? Because it's um, it's you try and think it's like a, I don't know. It's like a wholesome film at certain times, but like say when you think of the cast like John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, um, it was probably the first film as well where they had teenagers, but had most of the cast in the thirties. So. <laughs> yeah, like how, like how old was um, Stockard Channon when she did that? Oh, she was like thirty-five or something, wasn't she? Close to 40, I think, so it was Rizzo, but... Uh, and she looked it. No, she didn't. <laughs> she really didn't. A lot of it, like, even though it was cheesy and, the, like, say, the music makes Grease, like, all the songs, like, Grease, yeah. Lightning, uh, Summer Lovin', um, when you're sitting there as a, as a like, say, before even a, a teenager watching it, you're bopping along thinking, this is great, but it has actually got some interest in, like, teenage pressure, um, like, say, like, teenage, like, trying to force people to have sex before they're uh, ready and stuff like that, which um, and trying to be one of the cool kids and saying, or oh, you have to act a certain way or be a certain way to, to be cool. Um, so we all yes. kind of related that in a way at, like, at school, which you don't really think about, but as a musical type film as well. But the mm. message at the end is change and you'll get your man. Like, it's not really a nice message at the end. Now, I love Grease, don't get me wrong. I will watch it. But he changed uh, for her as well, though. He changed for her, so... Yeah, it's did, not good did. either way. <laughs> no, 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 it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like Grease. Um, I, d I can't really talk because it'll ruin things, so you just <laughs> go ahead and have a conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, I, I'm interested in your opinion, just because... Like, yeah. I, like, I like it, mm -hmm. Um. I can't because it'll ruin things. I can't talk. I so. feel um, Grease 2 might be coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
it's like I said, when I remember my childhood, like I said, films I used to watch all the time, like The Goonies, uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, but Grease was always one of the ones I used to put on as well. And I guarantee, because I used to I come on on a Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, maybe on ITV or something, used to sit there and whenever you used to come on, you used to watch it, even if you were halfway through, you would always put it on and just continue watching it. Yeah, you could, pick, you, could, you could pick it up at any point and still enjoy... The, the shit out of it it's um i love the decade i love the costumes mm-hmm. i love the you know the era of it it is fantastic it's well up my street when it comes to like film nostalgia i, I do like it mm-hmm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna move into my first one because <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll transition well <laughs> um this scored 37 percent on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. it was in 1982 Mm-hmm. Directed by Patricia Birch, and yes, it is. It's fucking Grease Two because, <laughs> sorry, Paul, but Grease Two is better than Grease One, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. It has the better songs, it has the better cast, it's got Lorna Luft in it, and it's got Christopher McDonald. Come on, you got Shooter McGavin in this film. Come I on. I think I didn't get it because I, I didn't understand it when I first saw it because I thought it was going to be a direct sequel. So. When I saw the T-Birds, I thought the, the short one was meant to be Danny Zugo. I was like, that's not Danny Zugo. <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely love Grease 2. It's got, just from start to finish, every song is memorable. Every song you can sing along to, and I do, at very loud levels, to the annoyance of my husband. Um, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It, it beats Grease 1 for us every time. See, Every I, time. Because that's why I was thinking about Grease too, but when I listened to the, because I, I stupidly listened to both soundtracks last night, and the ones that stuck to us more was the Grease 1 soundtrack. Like, there was more iconic sounds, and it kind of resonated a bit more. But, like I say, it's still a good show. It's like, say, uh, what was the songs? Reproduction, reproduction. <laughs> oh, um, the ball in one, man. I oh, absolutely yeah. love the ball in one. Uh, let's ball, just, let's ball, let's rock oh, and let's roll. let's rock and roll, <laughs> yeah. I just, I love it. Michaela, you're very quiet. Never seen it. <laughs> You've never seen Grease 2? Nope, never want to. <laughs> we lived in Pfeiffer. a house together for many years, Michaela. You had to have seen it. I have, I have not seen a single scene. Nope. At all. Michelle Pfeiffer is actually quite good in it. That's, that she is, like... She can't, she can't <laughs> sing for shit, no, though. Like, come sing. on, let's be honest. I feel, like really could, I feel like I would watch it. it I assume it's very corny, it's poppy. Oh, it's yeah. not, like, I love musicals, so, but I've yeah. just never, ever want to be like, I want to watch that. It's like Grease. I like Grease. I don't love Grease. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. go to the theatre to see Grease. I'd go to no. the, like, see it in a musical sense. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, it's always like, it's that, it's that film where mm-hmm. it's just always like there in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's one that, as I, as I said before, if it's on, you can you wouldn't turn it over if that makes sense. If you just flick yeah. into the channels, you would say, "Oh, I would enjoy this for a little while." Um, Grace too, you would have as 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 Michaela said, you would have to probably just go looking for it because uh, I don't think it was that widely popular when we it were kids. It wasn't. It wasn't. I never. Didn't it? I never owned. I- Yes, I've never owned it on um, on VHS. I did own Grease One. I always remember the copy that I had of Grease One. I wrote my name in it. <laughs> Don't know why. It's not no like gonna steal this. Like no one's gonna take it from us. But I always remember writing my name on it, and I think it's because like it did the circuits with my friends. Like they lent it, and I'm like, I'm very possessive with my items, mm-hmm. and don't particularly like other people taking them, mm-hmm. and. 
that's why I think I wrote my name on it. I do remember having my name written on the front of the, you know, the 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 bit at the front of the VHS where it's got the sticker on. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had my name written on there. But me and my friends used to like we we always used to fight over who would play Stephanie mm-hmm. in Greece out of all of us. And we had one blonde hair friend, so she always got to play Stephanie. Hated that the bitch. bitch. <laughs> that bitch. Frenchie was um, in it again, yeah. wasn't she? I'm just trying to think. Frenchie she was. was Frenchie yeah. was in it. Um, the Scarfious. guy who, oh, who was the the um the, the principal? She was in it. The yeah. our assistant. She was in it. And I think the principal died shortly after Greece too. I don't think she ever got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, who's the Eugene? Eugene, the nerd. Uh, yeah, right. he was in it. He's in it again. I'm sure he's been doing the rounds on social media recently as well. Possibly, I think it? I might yes. be getting that wrong. Uh, Scarface as well. What was he called? Uh, he, was, he was the leader of the Scorpions. He, he, he was Crater Face. Crater Face, that's the one. But yeah. He died shortly after Greece as well. This is how morbid I get. You really pull it down, don't you? Really, really. I am so bad at this. I when we watch films, I'm like, he's dead. We're watching Benadryl. We we were watching Benadryl the other day, and I was like, oh my god, there's two actors in here who are acting alongside each other, and they're both dead. How weird is that? Uh huh. So yeah, he died shortly after um after Greece. So there you go. There's some trivia for you. So we're gonna move on to Michaela's second choice. Right, so I um, I used to, I have got a film degree background, yes, I have a degree. <laughs> um, and so I've seen, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot, right, and you know, like, there was a time, and Sam will tell you this, that I'll be like, I'm not going to watch foreign films, and I love foreign films, and I'm like, nothing can beat that, that's literally gone, and I'll be like, my favourite film is this film, um, and it is up there with it. But truly, truly, my favourite mm-hmm. film, which is my ultimate guilty pleasure, my ultimate I know what this film, is. It was made in 1998, but mm-hmm. it won Best Picture in 1999. Yeah, I remember, I know what this is. Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that this would come up. And I actually think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, that that being your favourite film, I think. Unless that's just a private conversation me and Paul's had. Potentially. Yeah, I, I definitely brought yeah. that up. It's one with Gwyneth Paltrow, it. wasn't it? Yeah. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow, Joseph Fiennes, Judy Dench. Um, there was because like everyone knows who's a movie buff. That nineteen ninety nine is the ultimate year. Like the best films came out in nineteen ninety nine, and then Shakespeare and Love kind of upset everybody. A winner's <laughs> best picture, like Save a Private Ryan, was in there, which I think is an absolutely over the overrated mulch of a film. But I love Shakespeare and Love, which is just the <laughs> Soppiest of soppiest films, like from beginning to end, it's so like over the top. It's so like, oh, this romance, like I'm gonna die without it. And like, I don't like really like um, rom commy things and that. But there's something about that film, the music. I'm immerse me when I watch it. I immerse myself in it. It's not like I'm watching it and being like, no, oh, this is fun. I like, I want to cry all the way through it. I want to feel the love. I want to think that it's like. A real story, even though of course it's absolutely not a real story. I might be wrong, I might be wrong here if you call us out for that. Didn't the film a little bit of it at the actual Shakespeare Theatre in London? I could be wrong because I'm, I... I remember reading something about it because uh, I'm sure Ben Affleck, Affleck was in it as well, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Terribly. Is it? Oh, not don't diss Affleck. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he does it. He, he did. He did a story about um, Simon. 
Cowell, who's not Simon Cowell, the other one. The other Simon Cowell, the one from Paul yeah. Wenzel and a Funeral. Yeah, mm. and how he was like, he like found him on stage and he was like trying to like do his accent and then like he's sitting next to him whilst he's like re- reading the script and he's like doing a really bad impression of him. <laughs> oh, God. Can I just admit this right here, right now? I've never seen it. Never to. seen oh. it. No, I've never seen it. I know that it's one of Michaela's favourites, um, but never actually given it the chance. I've never given it the time to watch it. I admit that I, when I saw the trailers and advertisements for it, it wasn't something that gripped us. But when I watched it, I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful film. Um, mm-hmm. everything, like, as Michaela said, wonderfully acted. Um, funny at times where you don't expect it to be funny. And it was just done well, I think. And the costumes and everything... Made it stunning. Stuff. Yep, absolutely stunning. It's on for two hours and seventeen minutes. Now, I remember being I, a long film. Oh I my god! Not, I will not watch a film past an hour and a half now. Like I am very much like this is my attention span. Like do not give me a three-hour epic, not a chance. Um, but every minute of that film, I just love it. I Smash love the it. soundtrack. I have the soundtrack, so I'm like fro- frolicking around Sunderland, listening to bloody. Um, Chew the bloody violin music and that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it gets it is a, like it is a corny film. It yeah. is really corny. It like it's about Shakespeare, so it's, it's it had to be. Of, it had to be chewing the scenes at times, but that yeah, that's what you like about it as well. Um, again, because I know Gwyneth Paltrow had been in stuff before, but this was the film that kind of. Yeah. She won best Oscar for it too. Yeah. And I swear to God, I thought she was British for years. <laughs> oh, me too. After sliding doors, honestly yeah. thought she was a British lady, but she's not at all. Yeah, I got the shock with that one. And she pulls it off I well. think now, like, it's really tainted because of the Harvey Weinstein stuff yeah. and how, like, he he campaigned and like the Oscars is something like you could have a whole episode on that. Yeah, then, you could. How he like campaigned and and. It felt like they were like this film only won because of Harvey Weinstein, and I think that's unfair <laughs> that's to say. So that unfair. Because, yes, yeah. it's not. It's not Saving Private Ryan. It's not The Matrix. It's not all these amazing like nineteen ninety nine films, which um. But Wasn't like Saving Private Ryan under Miramax as well, or am I totally? I couldn't tell you. Probably no. He did a lot of films, didn't he? He did a lot. Yeah, but um, well, this is no one. And that there are certain like. There's a place in that for these films for like proper mm-hmm. corny love fests, mm-hmm. and as we, I know we're talking about guilty pleasures, but why is one seen as lesser than another one? Yeah, well, to be fair, well, I so am that's the, the Oscars uh, all over that though. Yeah, I am like the '80s king when it comes to films and stuff. Anything from the '80s is gold. I can't say anything bad about any of the '80s films where a lot of people slate us for it, but um, it's what you care about like say if, if it's something that you've watched at a certain point in your life as well and it resonates that's that's what, what i love about films you can still go back and get that same memories when you watch it for the first yeah. time um but yeah like say if shakespeare love i wouldn't class it as a uh, guilty pleasure because it, it is a fantastic film and it was, <laughs> it was probably one of the ones um like say unexpected i would say because when i saw it i thought this wasn't going to be something i would enjoy but i loved it i, I, I like say oh, from start finished Yep, good choice. I remember watching it before, before we go to the next one. I remember watching it with my parents and they've got sex scenes in it and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. when, it comes, when it comes to stuff like that, what was the one I watched with, uh, with, with my parents? 
two seconds to start of my message. What's this? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like oh. I say, I <laughs> just something popped up. No, films are you like I say you feel uncomfortable with and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's quite it, it's quite on the nose. But uh, I think with Jim Carrey, one I watched with was it uh, me, myself, and Irene. And like I say, I didn't expect the sex scenes in that to be as graphic as they were. So uh, yeah, when I watched <laughs> that with my parents, that was that was a bit uh, like I say not very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're going to move on to Paul's second choice. So we're now on to Paul's second pick. Cool. So again, um, what I'll do, I'll change it up from the others. I'm going to go for my non-musical uh, choice. Mm -hmm. uh, again, not much shame, but this is probably the one that gets the piss taken out of the most in our type of nerd culture, I would say. Um, Go on, then. It's one that involves vampires. And there are sparkly vampires involved in this. Oh my God, Paul! Scandalo. So it was from 2008, um, yeah. starring Robert, Robert Patterson and Kirsten Stewart and Tyler Lawler as Jacob Black as um, Twilight. Um, yeah, um, wow. I'm not ashamed. I, I do enjoy Twilight. <laughs> um, not big got fan no of, shame. No, not not a big fan of the later ones. The first one I thought was. And well, it's an enjoyable film. It's uh, it starts getting a bit strange when like kids are getting involved in like werewolves are starting to imprint on kids. But like I say, that's in the future. Where uh, without the like I say, I don't think Robert Patterson's too bad in this film as well. I think his acting's okay. Kirsten Stewart again. Not the yeah, greatest. I think it's not Robert Patterson the problem with Yeah, that. no, it's not, it's not. It's definitely not his fault. Um, I, re I really, when it first came out, I really enjoyed the first one. Um, and me and Michaela went to see the second one in the pictures. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it then. I wouldn't, yeah. uh, I've changed my mind on it now, like, but um, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yep, same here. Wow, yeah. Paul, never thought you'd pick Twilight. <laughs> like I said, you said, you said go for the guilty pleasures. but uh, That is a guilty pleasure, because uh, <laughs> someone put you on a list with that. Um, <laughs> fair play, fair. To be fair, 2008, how old would I have been? I would have been in my 20s, I think, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's... watching it because I was, uh, I think at the time, I was going down Manchester as lot as well, so I was reading the books, and then when it came out, I thought it was going to be a little bit like Lost Boys or a little bit like darker, but it was uh, wasn't as dark. Sparkly. It was, <laughs> it was very, sparkly. Very sparkly, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I still think it's a, not a bad film. Um, I get point of ridiculous, like, like say some of the casts in it um, are quite good. Like I say, I liked uh, like I say the the Edwards family and stuff. I can't remember the names now. And um, on the spot, like the doctor and stuff. I've seen him in other stuff. He was in Nurse Betty, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I can watch it again, but I don't know if I could go through the full series again. Yeah. But I was always interested as well, because I know the writer said she wrote a book. I don't know if it actually got released from Edwards' point of view, rather than Bella's. So that would have been a one that I would have probably rather seen rather than having like Bella as the, as the figurehead. Oh, he's just infuriating in that film. It's like, it's dumb face, like mm. throughout the whole thing. She just has this dumb expression on her face and there's no emotion in it. 
like you yeah. can't tell anything of what she's thinking because it's dumb face. The woman is getting stalked and she's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's what I hate about it. Like, you watch these things when you're younger and you're a bit more like naive and you're like, oh my God, he loves that. It's so lovely. It's like, no, she is getting stalked. It is creepy. It is mental. Like, it goes in, oh, I can smell you. I'll be like, get away from it. <laughs> the touches, please. It's creepy. <laughs> She's sleeping in the bed and he's standing there like whacking off over it. <laughs> One thing I ever read that part of the book or in the film. You know, you know what he was doing. Little, little shiny winky. Now, just... now, now I've got the mental images now. <laughs> the shiny winky. And, and, and when he gets excited, does, does shiny winky produce shiny... Other stuff glitter. as well. Uh, glitter. <laughs> 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 it's glitter. It's a whole new meaning of glitter cannon, doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah, it really does. That is a bold choice, my friend. Bold choice. Right, Very went, bold. Went over there. So yeah, so, so that's my number two pick. That's my one great. that I would say it doesn't really have too many musical elements. So uh, I know there's. It's a, got. A, it's got. I remember the soundtrack being pretty decent. Yeah, but they had the um, like say the Bella song as well that he wrote for her apparently. But in the book they made it be this amazing thing, um, but in the film it was a bit didn't really Ugh. yeah didn't really hit yeah. home as much as it did in the book. But you know why? Because uh, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> One more element of being well creepy. You think you think you want a song written about you, but you don't. No, be fair, not, like, not. Yeah, as a bloke, I probably made a mixtape for, for a girl I liked when I was... That's <laughs> different, though. That is different. That is really different. Right, are you ready to move on to my second choice? Michaela's going to love this one. Oh. It's from 92. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the highest scored one I've, on Rotten Tomatoes on my list, and probably on any of my lists, actually, apart from Shaun of the Dead. It scored 93%. It is an absolute classic of a dance film. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's, what, <laughs> I don't want to butcher this and say it's Australian or New Zealand, because I, oh, can't, strictly I really can't. It's looking strictly ballroom. <laughs> no, that's oh, a brilliant Australian. film. That is a eh? brilliant film. <laughs> it's what, Michaela? Australian. She was doing it's an Australian, Australian Absolutely love this film and used to watch it all the time. Michaela, you... Can remember watching this with us? Yeah, yeah. I've never like <laughs> properly officially seen it. I've just seen like the scenes. It's Baz Luhrmann, isn't it? So it's very like yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Stunning it's it's like, stunning. Really. It's stunning, and it's like if if ballroom had its own gang, like <laughs> it's so it's so weird how like bent out of shape they get because he doesn't dance in the traditional ballroom stylings and. It's ballroom dancing, like it's not that serious. So they ripped off dirty dancing then, so. No, yeah. not, not to that degree. <laughs> oh, I just, I think it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's funny. Like, mm. the, it's, the cast is brilliant. Um, I don't recognise any of the names of the cast. At it's all. Very, it was very uh, Australian humour, because I like Australian humour in films like... Uh, I'm trying to think of the films now. Uh, Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding, that's mm-hmm. the one. Like, yeah, it, was, that, yeah. it had that kind of type of feel, like even Too Wong, uh, not Too Wong, for the other one, uh, Priscilla. Uh, Queen yeah, I was going to say, 
Two Wong Fu, very different. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they have quite a dark sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they do. I think that really bodes well with their films. Like, there's a film I love and everyone should watch because it's one of the best films ever made. Is Mary and Max, which is an Australian mm-hmm. animated film. And it's so beautiful, so funny, mm-hmm. so dark. Um, and then they just, they just have that, like, yeah, yeah. That's this, it's the same with um, I know you're not a big fan well you've said you're not a big fan of horror films because the horror in Australia are, is a, a lot more bleaker yeah. like if you look at Wolf Creek um, and it was like where there was a, a party one I forgot what it was but watching it was brutal it was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, meets uh, Prom Date but yeah the, with, when it comes to horror in Australia they're not on the level as the Italians because the Italians go like ball to the wall with their horror it is they... the grimmest but I'm not Australian. I think so. Um, that is one of the most beautiful horror films ever ever made. Ever. It is absolutely unreal from start to finish. It in it, it it's its main topic is depression. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucking good. But going back to strictly ballroom, yes. it <laughs> is phenomenal. I absolutely adore this film. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with Carolyn this morning. This was one of the ones that was, I replaced Valesque for this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I, I'm not, uh, yeah. I replaced Valesque for this film because I was talking to Carolyn and she was just listing them off and she went, Muriel's Wedding. I was like, oh, I've never seen Muriel's Wedding. Mm. And then I was like, oh, my God, Strictly Ballroom. Strictly ballroom yeah. Like, oh, fuck, can I not put this on the list? So, yeah, my number two choice is Strictly Ballroom and it's I will a, probably go and watch it this afternoon yeah it's one of my wife's favourite as well so she loves it as well so because me and Nick get it me and yes. Nick get we're on the we get it but we, why we do you it. think that it's a guilty guilty pleasure is it because it's about ballroom and it's about dance? pretty much yeah her like who it, would it, it, if, it, if it is very cheesy it is very yeah, cheesy if, if you to, if you to give someone the premise of this film are they actually going to say Ooh. I don't know I, I don't know I just I find it that I don't think a lot of people would particularly like it because yeah. of the ballroom aspect of it. I was confused on the advertisement because I was so sure that, that the main guy was Johnny Depp. He looks so similar to Johnny, younger Johnny Depp as well. He doesn't know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> doesn't know. I don't think Johnny Depp does either. So. No. no. So we'll move on to Michaela's third, third choice. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I thought about this. An advert came on last night and a song popped a song from the soundtrack popped in and I was like oh my god yes like it's beloved like me and Sam absolutely love this film um I don't think many people do and I'll go I'll go through it later but this is a film that um Macaulay Culkin should be known for when they do his oh my god eulogy yeah um shouldn't be home alone it should be 2003 party monster party in the truck (laughs) Ah, No one knows um, about the film. It's directed by Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbato, and I've probably butchered his surname there. And these are the guys behind Wow Presents that does all the RuPaul's Drag Race and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about the club kids, and if anyone doesn't know Mm. about the club kids, they were a group of people who would get dressed up in very avant-garde clothes and very drag, you know. and go out and party um it's a big and in the film it is what's his name Mike it's based on a guy called Michael Alec who murdered someone so it's all about like the 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 culture behind that and then this murder um 
just in case anyone hasn't seen it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it and I love it it's not the best directed film it's not the greatest looking film no. the acting in it is like Seth Green's in it and he's Seth Green is unreal in that film um, well, you could argue that they're all like straight white mm-hmm. mainly actors yeah. who are playing these very queer um, characters and but I just love it and this was a, a film that was a turning point I think for Sam too of going wow these yeah. people are out there this culture's out there and then it's just became an obsession and this guilty mm-hmm. little pleasure film has took me to two drag race two Paris is burning two two mm-hmm. long food you like all these other like gay cultured films that and I'm not gay at all this is not my my um coming out community it's not my, <laughs> out. Not my community <laughs> But I relate to them so much um, of being like, you know, the little weirdo. And I think every kind of nerd can have that in them, of mm-hmm. just being the little outsider. And it's about murder, it is, but there's other aspects of it that is just like costume, makeup, and everything now that's popular with, mm-hmm. with yeah. what Drag Race has done. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a good ride, really. Yeah, it really it's, is. I, I, I I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hands up this one. It's not one I've seen, it's one I've heard about, because I, I, as Sam knows, I'm one of the biggest drag race fans going <laughs> but I've, um, I've never really delved back into it. I know Nick talks about it because she loves Macaulay Culkin in it. It's one thing. Nick's to- probably watched it with us a hundred times. I'm, yeah. I, I can guarantee Nick's been to our house and we've mm-hmm. we've had Party Monster on because it's yeah. it was something that we used to watch and not just Party Monster it led us to the actual documentary mm-hmm. and the shockumentary Michaela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We but watched that came which is brilliant so good um but i remember when this was it was trailered at bolden cinema mm-hmm. and i remember it just on all the time like repeat repeat to the point where i was like i've, I've got to watch it watched mm-hmm. it and then i introduced it to michaela i think i think that's how it went yeah because obviously i am younger than sam um, <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of showed me it and i was just like this is amazing but then michaela michaela got me in the drag race because michaela was watching drag race well before i started i think i joined in series three and you had already seen the first one because it, it used to be on channel four or something yeah but the, uh, the first michaela, season was terrible like say when they had the blurry uh, camera effects on with pork chop and stuff, that the first season of Drag Race wasn't good. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not visually, it's not great. It's just bright. But the, some of the contestants are like, "Come on, Nina mm-hmm. Flowers, like mm-hmm. legendary." Angina. Um, uh, oh, and Angina. Angina. Mm-hmm. Just Angi- I've never cried so much in Angina's win when she won the Viva Glam. Mm-hmm. Um, challenge I bawled my eyes out <laughs> um, Party Monster is a good choice it's got Marilyn Manson in it mm-hmm. quite com- controversial person at the moment but he did play a good Christina I'm going to say that he was um, he was alright <laughs> but Macaulay Culkin and Seth Green just work so well together so yeah. well and every one of Seth Green's costumes clothing like just normal clothing were all James and James's they had to have them all plan. yeah he had to have them all taken down like obviously because mm-hmm. Seth's a very small person <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah he had to have them all altered but every single item of clothing he's wearing all belongs to James he yeah. was very authentic with it but it is from James's point of view the book is really good um, where the film comes from 
which I think Michaela's got a copy. You've got the copy of it, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. It, it's um, it's quite, a, you know what, these these people at that time were doing a lot of drugs and, you know, yeah. like yes. quite like selfish beings. But but it, you, it was London, not London, it was New York at the time, wasn't it? That's why the, yeah, yeah. everything was... But if you, if you want to know about like the history of New York at that time, like if anyone's interested in that, watch it. It's not the best quality film. No. It's <laughs> probably quite problematic. Um, <laughs> but yeah. just a little bit like you could go into the argument of like the having the, all the straight actors playing and I think like it was quite a multicultural place and I think the one person who's of colour in it gets killed yeah yeah uh, you know there's there's issues like that in it but it, it spawned my, my cultures in that yeah it, it led to it led to one of the greatest documentaries um ever in my opinion is Paris is Burning I adore that and I know there's a lot of it didn't people. lead to it. That was before it. I know. To me, though, like that's oh, how right, I got okay. to watch it. <laughs> okay. uh, I got to watch it through that. But um, I know a lot of the cast from Paris is Burning very much hate the production of it and how it was done. Hate, don't particularly like the director. Um, but it really showed you the culture of of drag in in mm. New York. And the, the one of the my great one of my fondest memories is sitting with my sister watching that in the Shadow Gallery. Can you remember? Stan Shadow Gallery, yeah. In Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, we went to go and see it with and we sat surrounded by a bunch of queens and it was just an absolutely fantastic night. And then they had um, a ball afterwards, like yeah. an actual ball, <laughs> which was brilliant. Was phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Such such good events at there, like watching showgirls with yeah. all them queens was just fantastic. It was amazing. Um, such a good choice. I didn't even think of that when I was running through my list of films because that potentially would have been on mine. When I, I texted you last night, that's the one. Was that, that it? That, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Nick recently, just only a few weeks ago, went to Boulevard for a Newcastle with Louise and they went to see um, the, the drag act of recreating The Greatest Showman, said it was really good. So oh, wow. Might be something for you to look out for there. That, yes. That'd be cool. <laughs> so we're going to move on to your next one, Paul. I've oh. lost the count now. So this is my number three. So right. <clears throat> I'll get. I'll play the song again. You'll hear it straight away. Hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Is it Tina Turner? <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was nine to five. It's a flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it, 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 it does sound like nine to five whenever you think of it. It sounds yeah. like nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Queen doing Flash. Uh, so yeah, before I got into Star Wars, I was introduced to this uh, this film, which again, watching it back now. I'll admit it, it is awful. It is literally one of the worst films you'll ever see. <laughs> but I absolutely love it for how bad it is. It's uh, 1980, uh, for 1980, it was Flash Gordon, which um, was a direct, I don't know, because I know the comic came out first, uh, but it was during the time when Star Wars came out. So every type of like, say, studio was trying to produce and trying to make their own franchise to try and rival Star Wars or go along the space route. Mm -hmm. um, again, some of the actors in this, again, you'll laugh. Uh, Brian Blessed, uh, Max von... Awesome man. Um, only, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, as Princess Aura. 
But as a kid watching that in the 80s and seeing mm. everything that happened, like so all American blonde, I know it's cheesy, I know it's uh, stereotypical, going off into space to fight uh, this intergalactic war, um, which in essence at the beginning bit is where they're playing like, um, like a friendly version of American football. <coughs> and it's it's just ridiculous as well. And I've just remembered as well, Timothy Dalton's in it as well as a kind of uh, a cross between Robin Hood and an alien, which I remember these outfit he wore. Um, but there's aspects in it that used to be terrifying and brilliant at the same time. Like the robot thing, when he melted at the end, it was very Raiders of the Lost Ark when his eyes popped out and bulged and everything. And they were, when they were on one of the planets, they had this like, kind of rock where to test your manlyhood or test if you're worthy you would put your hand in the rock and if you weren't worthy this thing would bite you and kill you instantly like, with the poison and nice. just the sheer terror of these people like you see them sweating I know there was a film and when you watch it now it's so badly done but remembering it as a kid um, like I say it just brings back all them childhood memories and thinking like if this had happened what would it be like and I know again that going back to what Michaela said about the last film, there is a lot of controversy with this, with the whole whitewashing uh, type of thing with uh, Ming the Merciless painted by a, a British guy, which uh, isn't exactly, uh, like say, PC friendly in these days. You probably wouldn't get away with it in, like I say, newer films these days as having the Asian stereotypical. But back then, it, it was just, like say, comic book fodder, comic book cheese, if that makes sense. And this yeah. kind of started me on the road of, sci-fi and getting into moving on to like this is my entry into films like star wars because when you watch that then you watch star wars you think fuck me star wars is like so many light years i know using star wars reference sorry uh, <laughs> ahead of, <coughs> of what flash gordon was but for a lot of kids at that time seeing flash gordon and like i know people from my dad's age they used to read the comics when they were kids of flash gordon and uh, yeah. it was just like you say quite a revolution again having queen doing the soundtrack for your, for your movie, it, it's not a bad thing. And I bet you, even just seeing a picture of Flash Gordon, you see Brian Bresson, you hear Brian Bresson just screaming in your ear, Gordon's alive, it, or mm. Hawkman dive, uh, in his usual uh, tone. But yeah, uh, Flash Gordon is my third pick. Well, Flash yes. Gordon is one with us, Sam. One, one of my my partner's favourite films and I was just going to say before Sam rudely interrupted it is I know for a fact Sam hasn't seen it and I haven't seen it <laughs> I noticed how you both yeah. just went quiet I've never ever seen it before and I'm also going to tell you right now you're both frozen on my screen so I'm sorry if I like kind of interrupt you I can't see you talking anymore <laughs> so I'm really sorry but no, I, I have never ever seen Flash Gordon. Carolyn will kill me because I know it's one of her brother's favourite mm -hmm. films as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, never never seen it, never been interested in seeing it. It has um, recently been, what you were talking about with a Ming guy, is they have readdressed lots of films and they have put the certificate up on it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that reason, yeah. which um, right. I found quite interesting. That well, they're doing that with a lot of Disney films now. I think there's one of them on the start of Dumbo. Peter Pan has one now. I think you can't watch like it's got like a different age rating on Peter Pan. Like yeah. it's not it's no longer you anymore. And stuff. I was talking me about it last night because I yeah. was going to scream at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Michaela were talking about this last night, and I am so naive. 
when it comes to this kind of thing because I didn't I, I must have said on the other podcast I can't believe they did it for Peter Pan but then when Michaela pointed out why I'm like oh yeah. shit yeah that makes sense <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's not the thing is like there are a lot of films where you're like well that was of its time like that's how they talk about it but what makes a red man red is just <laughs> racist like it was racist yeah. then it was racist now and it will race it will always be racist yeah. so yeah. i think there needs to be the claim of going no these bastards were slightly racist <laughs> <laughs> or just cut it out you don't even need it in the film but no. that's I don't believe in that censorship like that, but yeah. it is just pure racism. That, that, <laughs> that is a, like a bigger debate, like say, do you change what's went on to, to try and fix things that's already happened? I like the whole, like, as I said, putting the disclaimer up and saying, look, this was the views back then. We don't yeah, believe it now. I like that. That that's, yeah. to me, fits better. Like, there's a lot of films now I watch, especially from the 80s, that make me uncomfortable. I remember watching... Uh, recently 48 hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte and the language they use in that to talk to each other it, it's not it's not pleasant listening but that was in a comedy film and it was acceptable yeah. and I think like say Eddie, Eddie Murphy had a lot of say with a lot of the dialogue that was used back then as well and it's still when you watch it now they could never make a film and use the same type of like tones and languages and stuff yeah. like that but uh definitely Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh yeah. Right. Just good. Warner Brothers. Um. All the Looney Tunes have disclaimers on it. Yes. No. And Pep and Pepe Le Pew has been banned now. You'll not see Pepe Le Pew in a in Aww. cartoons again. The little sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so are we are we ready to move on? Yeah. One last thing I just want to mention about yeah. Gordon as well. The things that do jump out at you when you watch it, even if you just look at like images of it, is the colours. You'll never see a more vibrant film. Yeah. Like reds, golds. Like like emerald greens used, it, it it felt a little bit like Wizard of Oz at times with the colours they used. Mm-hmm. But um, again, yes. So that's my third pick, Flash Gordon. That's cool. So mine, my third pick is from two thousand and two, and I've debated on putting this one in or the actual film, and because this is a parody film, and it was going to put the actual film in, but then was like, no, I need to, I'm going to do this one. It's called 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is directed by Joe Gallen. And if I said, Janie's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Janie Briggs got a gun. Oh, <laughs> Not another teen movie. I absolutely fucking love this film and I know a lot of people don't and think it's ridiculous but it is so funny so funny um, the songs in it are hilarious mm-hmm. Chris Evans is beautiful in it as <laughs> always and it was his debut film as well mm-hmm. and um, I just really enjoy the shit out of this film I was I'd, this slot was take, I was going to do She's All That because mm-hmm. I really really love She's All That and I know it's not a popular choice and um, but then I was like no I'm gonna go with a parody film because it's it's too funny and I've replaced it on my actual list that I had because I took it off put it back on took it off and I had mermaids on and I've taken that off the table because that's not a guilty pleasure that is just no. an absolutely banging film but this is definitely a guilty pleasure is not another teen movie yeah. I have seen it I, I absolutely you love it. It's, I know you do. But it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And it it's hasn't terrible. aged well. And like no. the comedy in it is like, oh boy. But I still watch it and go, <laughs> I know. 
Was this? I do know this. Was this after Scary Movie, or did it come before Scary Movie? I think that. Um, yeah. So what was this? Two thousand and two was that one, and Scary Movie was because it wasn't that on one of my lists. Yeah. Scary Movie was two thousand. Yeah, because I remember after Scary, like after one of these two, because these are the two ones that set off the whole spoof. I know it come before, but like the big spoofs of all the films came out after these ones because they were literally spoofing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like, see, the scary movies ran into uh, how many versions was it? Five or six? No, fifty-two. Oh, <laughs> I, I lost count. I lost count after two. Like, I literally, I will only watch scary movie one and two because mm. they are so funny. But I've, no, I don't really delve into the other ones. Um, but the cast in this is like, you've got Chris Evans and um, I don't know how to see her name. Is Shyla Lee? Who's in Supergirl at the moment? Um, it looks like Shyla. Shyla, yeah. Jamie Prisley. Um, Mia Kushner, who is in Party Monster. Yeah. Um, Lizzie Shabert, Sh- Sh- who mm-hmm. is the original voice of Meg, and she's also in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Huntington from Fanboys, and um, what else was Sam in? Oh, Detroit Rock City, which mm-hmm. again, why isn't that on my list? Um, that's really it. The, oh, and Eric Jugman, who you might not recognize the name, but you, if you see him, he has popped up in quite a lot of teen films before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it, it seemed perfect for him to be in this, but this just, I just, I, I could literally go and put it on right now and think nothing of it because I do really enjoy it. And Nort Michaela is saying that it has not aged well. The comedy is vulgar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really icky at times. But yeah. the fact that there's one interesting fact I have on this film was that the studio hated it so much that the only way that they would allow it to go out was that if if they got Molly Ringwald in the last scene. Oh, That's the only reason you get this film <laughs> is because they have brought Molly Ringwald in. That was the only way the studio would allow it to go out. But it scores 29% on Rotten Tomatoes and it deserved every one of that 29. <laughs> but the thing so, is, like, it, it's turning the mic out of these films, but I think mm-hmm. in it, really, over the, off the top of my head, I could be completely wrong. It's mm. that... Um, it, they do do that stuff in it, you know. They do pull the ponytail off, take the glasses off, which is a beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Woman. like it, there is a oh, film yeah. where oh, no, it's, 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 it's a big. It was during the nineties. A big. It was a big trope for all the different type of, um, like say rom coms or that time. It's like oh, this really ugly girl, but all she did was have a high hair tied back and crouched yeah, and glasses bit, wearing on. glasses, and it was like oh, take the glasses off, which is now amazing. But yeah, that was always. Um, the wrong type of message they used to give out a lot of time. Yeah, but, um, definitely. She's all that. Um, the princess, the one with Anne Hathaway in. Princess, oh, princess Diaries. Diaries. Yeah. They all had the same kind Girl of cliche. Girl mm. intentions, yeah. So yeah, oh. that's my number three choice. Cool. So we're uh, going to so go into Michaela's fourth one now. Yeah, fourth one. Sorry. <laughs> I've got a friend coming over um, and I haven't seen her since last March and she was like, do you want some wine? I was like, I've got to tell you I want some wine <laughs> <laughs> um, So this um, film is it's a film that I don't know Sam that you um, have it in your heart but it's in my heart mm. as, um, when I watch it I get all like oh I love this film um, and it's Some of the best one yeah, Again, it's about sisters, it's about friendship, 
Um, it was made in 1998. Mm-hmm. It's about witches and it is oh. practical magic. I didn't put this on my list because I knew you were going <laughs> to. And I get, I get this film. I get this film more than I get Frozen for the sister aspect. Totally. Um, Michaela, that's such a good choice. I, I didn't put it on my list because I knew you were going to. Yeah, I love it. I am... Um... Not saying it, sorry. There's not many... What? Hang on, Michaela. What? <laughs> Not saying it, yeah. It's it, <gasps> yeah. I normally, like that type of stuff with like witches and stuff, but yeah, it never went on my radar. It's <sighs> like so for me, you know how like you're a vampire, you're a zombie person, mm-hmm. you're a witch person. I like um, I never identified as any of them. <laughs> but when like I have like the witch, like I love, I forgot love Harry Potter, and I know that's a bit different. But um. I love um, like that witch, the coveny mm-hmm. thing, and, and the, the always how they they film them, film in such a certain way. Even like American Horror Story, they filmed it in like the the color tones of it, the, the yeah. palettes of it, the dress sense of it. And this is kind of like not original at all. Like I'm not saying like it's like made the made this genre. Yeah. But um, I think it's a big input into the genre. And like Stevie Nicks did the soundtrack. It's like if you want witches, you have to have Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Of course. Well, um, I have to an American Horror Story coven, so... Exactly. Um, Sandra Bullock, uh, Diane Weiss, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman in one of the best <gasps> wigs she was ever worn, ever. And yeah, Nicole is amazing in that. The soundtrack's brilliant. It looks good. Yes, I have a love story in it, and it's about, like, cursed women, but, the again, the the essence of it that makes you go back all the time is that it's these women and like womanhood mm-hmm. and yes of course it's directed by a man but <laughs> it gives me can't have it all <laughs> majorly and you missed off Stockard Channing in there she was she was in that film as well she was indeed yes she was because it was like sister 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 wasn't it it was the older sisters and then yeah. it was the young the middle ones and then it was her children one of them being Evan Rachel Wood very young Evan Rachel Wood I don't isn't think it her? It's Evan Rachel Wood is it not Camilla something, another actress. Oh my god, I always thought the blonde kid was Evan Rachel Wood. It could be, I, I could be completely wrong. But I, I know the other one's an actress now. When you said about the tones and the look of it, cause I remember like seeing the trailers, was it was it like very earthy browns and earth colours that they were used oranges, for the films yeah. and stuff, rather than yeah. like the, the typical blacks and goth type aspect? I was right. When, when they went with the craft type aspect. Yep. But I was right, it is. The younger blonde girl is Evan Rachel Wood. So there you go, have that. I um, put my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the modern day witch, witches, isn't it? It's not having the, the old look and style of what you believe witches is. It's like modern day. That's why I think for me, Coven, I loved Coven and I love, like, very horror story, but I love practical magic. It's just, it's set beautifully. I want to live where they live. I don't particularly want their life, but I want to live where they live and have that have that aspect lovely, yeah that lovely feel to it i get that um I, I think i don't know why it doesn't get enough credit maybe it's just not as soppy you know like it's mm-hmm. not that um romanticness of mm-hmm. it i don't know if it's like the story is like eh. Like I get, I yeah. get why people. It's not like a classic, but I think more people should see it. Of just like, and I think Nicole Kidman and Bullock are great actresses, and I think they are fully immersed in it. No one's half-assed in it. Everyone's in yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and commitment. Oh, uh-huh. 
will help gonna... everything. Yeah. It will. It, it is quite big, like in the in the horror community. It's still like, and especially at Halloween, it's like one of those ones that you'll see time and time again that people are watching it. Um, it's like Hocus Pocus. Like it just it it has a time of the year when people and and definitely a community as well. Like the horror community do do like practical magic but it is probably just the aesthetic of it not actually the film like just how it looks um yeah to be fair hocus pocus was going to be on my list but i thought fuck it i can't put hocus pocus on the list because that's not guilty at all if anyone like doesn't like hocus pocus <laughs> not my friends <laughs> exactly <laughs> so we're yeah. going to move on to the next one yeah certainly yeah well, so this one is very musical to the point where it is pretty much just about people singing uh it's 2012 um it's one of them ones I can watch uh, all the time. Um, it's not something that uh, I can ever get bored with. And I love the songs and I love the mashups. Uh, that's probably just give it away. Um, so it's Pitch Perfect 2012. Oh my God, I watched this the other night. I literally had this on. When was it? Wednesday when the match was on. I watched it on Wednesday. Love this film. It is hilarious at times. Like I say, the, the cast in it are brilliant. Like I say, the, Anna Kendrick as... Um, I could never buy her as the alternative girl. That was the only no. bullshit in it. But everyone in it has got the own lovable aspects. And I love the music in it as well, even as cheesy, as poppy as some of the songs. And like, say, the end performance where oh, uh, I love Breakfast, it. Breakfast Club, because you know how much I love the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, and when that aspect was brought into it, I was like, so old, no, yeah. Um, it's, it, the, it's the song that the treble, that the guys sing at the end, and absolutely loves that version of it because mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect when it first came out and got us a copy of it and mm -hmm. um, pretty much straight away and I watched it nearly every day for a year <laughs> I absolutely love this film the songs are amazing and mm -hmm. um, oh who's the other Anna is it Anna Camp uh, is that her name is that the the blonde one yes Anna, Anna yeah. Camp who played Aubrey she was she did a little <laughs> so sitcom gosh. as well with uh, with the lead singer in it, the other guys, I've got what he's called. Skylar, she's uh, the Aston, Aston, yeah. The ex-husband and wife now. All oh, right, that yeah. So they, they broke it. Yeah, they got married very much shortly after the film, and they are very much broken up now. He is a Broadway. Um, oh, you can completely tell with his voice. Yeah, he's a he's a Tony Award winner. Him, he's mm. he's incredible. But they all are. Um, I love Fat Amy. Like, I just think, I think Rebel Wilson and this is brilliant. Well, have you seen her? You can't call her fat lady, I mean, anymore. She, like I say, she's absolutely, she's <laughs> a complete different new, new person. A complete she looks person. amazing. She does look amazing, but I do like it. Michaela, have you even seen it? I've seen it. Very much dislike it. <laughs> really? Yeah, can't stand it. And I truly will never, ever, fat or thin, will get Rebel Wilson. Mm -hmm. Really? So I don't get it, and I think the like we've seen Cat Sam. I'm still trying to work out what, I'm still trying to work out what happened in that film, so I still don't know. Well, Michaela <laughs> spent two weeks at my house um, last year, and we were thinking of something to watch. And Michaela was like, "Great idea, let's watch Cats." I, no. like, I really want. Well, oh, no. We are never getting that time back. Basically, no. No. it's not even like. It's not even like fun watching. It's no, we could we we had no idea what was going on at all, like none whatsoever. Wow, that is a but pitch perfect. I'm sorry, Michaela, I do like that film. So, so we'll move on to Sammy's next next one. 
Okay, so my next one is iconic in my eyes. It's it scored 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was from 1981. It is a biofilm mm-hmm. and it's directed by Frank Perry. And if I was to say, Barbara, please, <laughs> it is Mommy Dearest with the great Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford. This film is unfucking real from start to finish. It is one hell of a ride. Faye Dunaway completely chews every bit of the scenery that she's in. Um, and to think that she thought this was a serious film really makes it that much better. She generally thought this was going to be, t- this was her Oscar. This was what she was going for when she did this film. And it has some of the most iconic um, phrases in it, especially the don't fuck with me fellas. This ain't my first rodeo. I just absolutely love it. And I don't think my sister has actually seen it. I'm not no, seeing it either. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not seeing it either. <laughs> oh my God. It is on, I watched it the other night um, again for like the millionth time. And it is, it's obviously like, especially for me and Michaela, because Alyssa Edwards played Joan Crawford in one of the best snatch games ever. <laughs> and or everything she says is, every catchphrase or that you hear from that film and it's just mm. it's so good but they did generally think that this was a a proper serious biopic i would completely argue with you um mm. like the one when i watched you, your um comedy one and that lassie said man in the moon was a comedy and i went is it I would like of course a guilty pleasure is up for interpretation but I would say it's a so bad it's good film Mm. than a guilty pleasure yeah Mm, I feel like I think any film if you get a tinge of thinking I shouldn't really like this I think that would well this is what I feel with Mommy Dearest because it is but you may be right because it does have that camp cult feel to it now like it, it's yeah. gained a following and that's probably going to be the same with me last pick as well yeah it wasn't great when it came out it but it's built a following up through the ta- through the years because of how pop culture is has changed it i heard and interpreted so this is why i hated this list yeah and you've ruined you've ruined two hard. lists you could do you've ruined you so bad it's good and you've ruined cult film for yourself so oh, it's, no. it's just you to blame really sam oh, <laughs> i've still got so many for cult so don't worry about that yeah. uh, but yes so so again i've not seen it so i wouldn't be able to comment i've just... not even heard of it so yeah it's not on my radar what it's, it's, it's... <laughs> you've never heard of mommy dearest no it's Based on the book by Christina Crawford, she basically came out, she said she started writing this before Joan died. Mm. I don't think she did. She got cut out, she is the, do- she is the adopted daughter of Joan Crawford and she was cut out of her will for mm-hmm. reasons that are known to Christina. Um, and Christina brought a book out about how her mum was an absolute tyrant and you know, she wasn't this glamorous Hollywood icon that everyone saw her as. She was a mad, crazy woman who mm-hmm. would go into the who would go into the rose bush garden in the middle of the night and start chopping off the roses and break and cutting down trees and kicking off because of wired hangers. Um, yeah. And it's caused her like it's given her a lot of shit over the years. And um, she's had to rewrite the book at least three times since it's been published. In her eyes, add bits yeah. that she's remembered. She's basically it's a it's a that's 
what mm-hmm. she got from the will. It's a, it, she got to use her mum's name mm-hmm. to to pr- bring these books out and give her money. That was mm-hmm. it. Because Joan's estate was not big. Like yeah. it was in in what you would expect. Our, our, our last will was just over a million. That was it. Yeah. She didn't have a great deal of money. Cool. But yeah, so- mummy dearest. So I might, I might check it out. We'll have a look. So moving on to <laughs> Ella's last pick. So uh, see how, how this one well, goes. I, kn- I know you've had like a hard time. <laughs> I have like a list of 20. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you some of me, me, me shortlist that I got cut out first. So Space Jam was one of them. All right. A bit of Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Rat Race was one of them. Ron Atkinson, um, not a bad film. Yeah. Gremlins 2, which I watched for the first time ever in my life, and I fucking loved it. Never seen it. Can't put Gremlins 1 or 2 on any type of guilty pleasure because it is a brilliant film. Loved it, but I've picked a film that is um, a part of a genre in the 90s of um, disaster films. Right, Um, okay. I'm sure someone will um, say this one was the shittest one. My partner would definitely say this is the shittest one. And it was made in 1996 with Helen Hunt and Bill Paxman. And that is is the best one. Best one. <laughs> Best one. I, I, actually like, a, I love it. That's absolutely this brilliant. Is, but this is where it's difficult because what some people will class as crap, us nerds absolutely love that type of. I love. You know, I love Twister. You I thought you were going to have know, it on your list. You know, you know where my heart lies when it comes to Twister. See, I can't I, see that as any type of guilt because as an action film. It's one of the best ones out there. Like, see, it's okay. much. It's much better than Armageddon. It's much better than uh, the after tomorrow. Um, Let's break it down a bit, though. It's about okay. scientists. It's about <laughs> weather, right? <laughs> it's about um, a tornado that didn't go to that house, didn't go to that house, but hit her house, and she has a personal vendetta against the bloody tornado. It's it's jaws, it's jaws all <laughs> over again. How the jaw, how the shark attacks people, just picks and chooses, and goes after Michael Caine in the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> But, that, uh, that tornado saw her and went, I'm going to get you. <laughs> uh, I, I'd fight anyone who said that was a bad film. I, I, I got excited when I went to Florida and I had the Twister experience. Again, that not that good of a ride though, is it really? <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> you, you do get a bit wet though. So. <laughs> How many times have we done that though, Michaela, the experience? And what's the best part? The video footage with Bill Paxton at the beginning. Oh, that yeah. is the best like, part. Hey, I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> Again, like the reason these films work and the reason why, like, is that they c- people commit to them. Like, they are oh, the other side. There's Bill Paxton, son of a bitch. Like, son of a bitch. Just, like, in it, and it's just a great film. And yeah. I like all like in, oh, I can't even think of the names. Like all the volcano ones, I've never seen him. Um, yeah. I've seen them, but I've seen them like recently. Like Stephen's um, been educated. 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 <laughs> um, but um, like Armageddon, never seen. Like mm. ever, never seen. Oh. oh my god, I went through. I went through a phase in my late teens, probably early twenties, of watching that all because I was obsessed with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. So I used to watch it all the time. It was probably like the first year of college. Me and my friend used to watch it continuously all the time. It is I, terrible now. Like I couldn't I watch think, it now. I think probably for me too is as I said before, I got brought up on Disney. I am a sheltered baby, right? I didn't watch like um you know 
my partner got brought up on Terminator Predator, like when he was like a kid. Yeah, Commando he, and stuff like that. Yeah, he <laughs> loves all that stuff. And I'm just like, what? They're not singing? Like, <laughs> oh, well, my last pick's going to do, there's definitely singing in my last pick, so don't worry. Like, I don't like horror films. I, I have that, I kind of still have that thing of like, it's real, I can't get like the, the distraction of it's a movie out. I think Twist is quite a nice way of going into it because it's yeah. about a storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and, and Kayla have a... And Helen Hunt is beautiful in that film as well. I, I, I don't know why, I just think she's absolutely... Me and Michaela have a very different upbringing when it comes to movies because Michaela is it was a very a sheltered little child, whereas I branch myself out <laughs> and go to my friend's house and watch the most obscure horror movies going. Michaela didn't quite do that. I do remember being young, having to watch my sister. Michaela probably won't remember it, but I had to watch my sister and we were at my friend Nikki's house. And we had Friday the Third. No, we had Freddy Krueger on, and Michaela got introduced to Freddy Krueger, and I had to seriously have a think with myself and like, can I let her watch this? We have to share a bedroom. Like, I'm not being responsible for her nightmares. And we brought up. We were really young at the time. I was like, I'm gonna have to take you home. Like, this is not good. So, yeah, I remember having to walk you away from from Freddy for that because couldn't have your your delicate eyes taking that one in. I love how you like. <laughs> A little sponge in the corner. <laughs> yeah, no, I watch no. Bambi. I watch the Disney films. All the parents die in them. <laughs> yeah. No more heartbreaking than a Disney film. But yes, good pick. I love Twister. I put a post on the Facebook group only this week because I've seen that. I, I love that film. So that's it quite so serendipitous good. there. But uh, yes. So are we happy to move on to my last yep. one? Yep, that's going to be your last one. So I left this to last. Um, I should be wearing lipstick for this one, to be honest. Um, it's, it's from 1975. Again, it, it's got every aspect of anything that I love in the film. It's got music, it's got sci-fi, it's got a little bit of horror. It's got a bit of, uh, like I say, transvestites in there. So it's uh, the, Rocky transvestites. the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I watched this when I was far too young. <laughs> um, I didn't Me know what, what the film was about. I just thought these are the really catchy songs. Um, yep. I'd say Tim Curry and Tights does confuse us now, which I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can remember my auntie watching it and saying, You're not allowed to tell your parents you watch this. And, I have that auntie too. Michaela and, does too. <laughs> and, I, and I remember walking to school with my mum the next day, got singing I'm a sweet transvestite to the horror of my mum. Um, just everything about this film just oozes cheese and yep. sleaze as well. I would say it's a little bit. It's very sleazy, but it's absolutely brilliant. And even the stage show, I love now. Even like like say the crowd participation and stuff. But I can still watch this and sing along. Even listen to the soundtrack. Each song, uh, like Hot Patootie, is still one of my favorite songs of all time with uh, Meatloaf in it. But yeah. mm -hmm. uh, like I say, I had the biggest crush on Magenta as well. Um, like I say, um, Devil Eyes was just amazing. Well, I'm going to see that lady twice this year. So mm -hmm. I will be seeing her in York in August. And then I will be seeing her in October mm -hmm. um, in Manchester. For Patricia Quinn, I absolutely adore that woman. Um, I have that auntie and uncle who introduced me to Rocky Horror. Um, my auntie, me, auntie Jackie and Uncle Charles. They introduced me to Rocky Horror at a very young age. My parents were fine with it because they were fans of it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand no. what I was watching. No. I've seen the stage show quite a few times. I've seen them with my friends, but my auntie and uncle used to take me to go and see this. I remember them leaving um, a cousin's wedding 
to take me to go and see. It was Ian's wedding, the one who moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. They left um, They left his wedding to take me to go and see Rocky Horror of the Empire. I just I love this film. It's so mm. good. And I can't wait to make the cast in October. I know Patricia Quinn's like separate, she's doing a separate thing in August, but I can't wait to make the cast. Yeah. I'm just deceiving. I'm going like <laughs> real, real Yes, old. very yes. much. Oh, well, the film, was very much so. the film came out in 1975. So it, it is probably one of the old ones on my list. But um, yeah, it just brings back, like, even though it's campy sci fi fun, it's a little bit of horror in there as well. But it's just fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, like I say, you kind of help or get taken up in it. Like, um, like it's cannibalism in it as well, but done in a way that you don't even realise. Oh, yes, there is. There yeah, is. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but and like I say, the, the squeaky clean uh, Janet and Brad, um, even like say Susan Sarandon, you don't expect the cast is in it as mm-hmm. good as it is. And Richard O'Brien is, uh, like I say, is top-notch as, like, say, I can't get any words out now, as Riff Raff. Yeah. Like, as soon as you hear that beat when it starts, like, uh, time is fleeting, you, you, know, <laughs> you know it's going to be an experience. And the weird thing is, as well, any kid's party you went to as a child, the place... They would play the time warp. <laughs> yeah. the time warp, which, again, you were dancing about going, well, this is just a fun song, but really, it, it, it was quite a sexual song. <laughs> so, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Yes, that's yeah. a good choice. I do like Rocky Horror Show. Um, I probably could talk about it for a very, very long time because it's so good. I don't know about my sister though. I've seen it many, many times. I didn't get really grow up, grow up on it like Sam did, but yeah, I know I still I have a musical playlist on my Spotify, and there's many, many songs on there. So on to Sam's final pick now. Okay, so this now I'm thinking about it. This is probably fallen under the cult. Than it was than than guilty pleasure. It's from 2009. It scored 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was it bombed. It absolutely bombed. And it's only been in the last year that it's actually getting a resurgence. And people are like, oh yeah, that film actually is really fucking good. But I've been on board from the very beginning. So I'm like one of these who I I wouldn't necessarily admit that I loved it. I used to have the main actress's poster on my wall at home. It's directed by Diablo Cody. It's starring um, Megan Fox and Amanda Seafield. It's Jennifer's Body. Right. Um, this is for me, even literally in the last year, it has had a resurgence. Like people are on this film, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's where the cult yeah. cases come in on it. Um, it, it really reminds us a lot of Heather's. And I think that's why I loved it because it's got that teen mm. talk that you don't necessarily hear but can understand it. Yeah. I have never seen Jennifer's Bodies. I watched Heather's for the first time, I think about two weeks ago, and mm. I didn't get it. Get it. I, think, I, think, I, know, I think Heather's was of its time. I think Heather's, was, Heather's is a very 80s film. And yeah. if you don't expect it, it is very much so. Uh, no, I, I just I can't believe me and her are related sometimes. I, you <laughs> didn't get Heather's. I didn't get it, it at all. I was like, what? What? It's that thing again, man, where it's like, oh my god, I love him, and uh, yeah. and then like, oh, and you, I just didn't get it. It's very Amer- like, American. Why are you killing them? Yeah, it's a very American high school. That's the thing. I think if you weren't brought up with like the shows and the type of TV sh- films where you watch, you might not get the understanding of Heathers, which I can totally relate to. But uh, going back to Jennifer's body, the only thing that, again, <laughs> as a bloke, I shouldn't be bothered, but the only thing I did feel a little bit uncomfortable with was 
the film's marketing was purely about Megan Fox, and even yeah. when the, even when the Blu-ray came out, the the tin that came out with it had Megan Fox's body shape that popped out like a boob, oh. boobs popped out of the case. Mm-hmm. That's which, a bit weird. Um, <laughs> that is a bit weird. It has a really good cast in it, though. Like, J.K. Hmm. Simmons is in it. He was in Juno as well, so I wouldn't yeah. expect him to be in another Diablo Cody. Amy Sudeikis Sudeik- yep. is in yep. it. Um, Adam Brody, who I am totally following in love with at the moment, hmm. watched um, Ready or Not the other night and hmm. totally fallen in love with that guy. Uh, that's a good and it film. had good really film. good. Hmm. And it had a very young Chris Pratt in it. Mm-hmm. He's only in it for a brief time, and I think he actually dies in the fire. But yeah. it's it's Spoiler. the way that they <laughs> we've established this. It's this one is all of our podcasts are all spoilers. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just I love the I love the way Diablo Cody makes these teenagers talk, mm-hmm. which is very much why I love Juno for, and it did give us Heather vibes because yeah. you don't you don't hear people in of that age talk the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love it. I I don't particularly like Amanda Seyfield in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly a big fan of hers to start with. They could have cast anyone else as needy, and I would have been all right with it. But I really really enjoy the shit out of Megan Fox. Her Jennifer Check is just an iconic character who yeah. really doesn't get the recognition I she think, deserved. I think Megan Fox is gonna. There's like a bit of a you know like you look back on some sort of a, a lot of actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think you're going to look back at people like Johnny Depp and go overrated. Now, Sam knows me. I'm the yeah. biggest Johnny Depp, Depp fan ever. Was. Yeah. Um, and I think you look back and you go Natalie Wood films and you go, God, she was good. And then I think with Megan Fox, it's going to be like what you've just said there. Yeah. She was so overly sexualized that no one ever was going to take it seriously. Yeah. Ever. Not at all. Not at all. And it's, literally... It's probably, like, again, like, as I said, it's, it's not fair that like I say that the case, but she is going to be judged for her looks rather than her acting ability, which is a shame. Because as you said, she is good in that film. She is quite menacing, and um, yeah. as, as isn't that the reason she? It, sorry, but isn't that the reason she kicked off in in Transformers was because she was being too oversexualized? Yeah, and that's it, what Michael Bay had issues with. Because he kept on trying to film our shots and stuff like that. Like every picture was her bending over or something like that. So it should. Uh, her and him had a massive fall out because of it. But. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame her. I really like her as a person, as an actress. Um, like Jennifer Check is brilliant. And I, I would tell anyone to just go and re-watch it again. It is so good. It's, it's, got, it's got the horror element into it. It's got the friendship into it. It's got... I, I don't even know how to describe it because she's just a demonic creature. Like, it felt I like don't a, know how else to describe her. It felt like the craft... But done cheesily, if that makes sense. Like, because because yeah, 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 the, the, there's tones in the craft that it takes itself very serious. But this, it doesn't. It knows what what it's trying to do. Even the whole yeah. demonic, the, the band trying to do the whole um, like sacrifice <sighs> so they become big was like say done the in band a cheesy. Was, yeah, the band was called Low Shoulder, and the song that they bring out always reminds us. McKinley, remember that NXS program we used to watch, and then Marty brought that song out. Trees. Ooh, it yeah. reminds us so much of that song. It has that same like that same rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my my number last my number last choice my number five my number choice last choice cool. is Jennifer's body. Cool, good choices. Like I say, uh, that that has been the, probably the biggest pain in the ass topic that we've yep. done today. Thanks, so, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like I say, have you enjoyed yourself, Michaela? Have you had fun? 
I am. That was really fun. I love I loved talking about movies. It's mm. like one of my favourite things ever to do. I love arguing. I love to say it to Sam. Uh, Sam, I don't really get mean girls either. <laughs> yeah. And then her head just explodes. Get out. <laughs> I love that film. Yeah, like I said, I would be happy to have you back on in the future as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh my God, can we do documentaries and can I nerd right out? <laughs> well, I have brought up documentaries before and Paul's not been too keen, so... No, no, you, you, no, 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 you said true crime. That was oh, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. So. true crime I've seen, but I wouldn't be able to have a conversation too much about because I don't really nerd out them as much as I do it, but I'm, I'm up for pretty much anything so but yes but it's been like I say a little bit of a hoot just hopefully we'll get the technical issues sorted out by then (laughs) (laughs) yes sorry about that but if you need to shoot off Michaela we can end it we can wrap things up sweet I'm gonna go get drunk and nothing to do with football at all I'm not watching that crap (laughs) have a good time with a friend thank you for joining us and I shall speak to you later and I'll see you during the week as well thank you that's your time woo (laughs) <laughs> see you later bye, bye. Kayla. bye. bye. Cool. that was fun having yes. my little sister on here um, so yeah it's we've if, if no one's noticed we may have a lot of technical issues on this one <laughs> we'll try and iron that out we didn't expect it going into it um, but who gives a shit and do you want to wrap this? Do you want to wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, like I say, it's been a fun topic at times, um, but hard, yeah, mind, yeah, hard. Yeah, I think uh, going forward, I might do a little bit more pre- preparation because there was a few ones I missed off that I probably want to talk would have talked about, like ones that. Yeah, uh, I, I think when I started to hear when I started to hear yours and hers, I'm like, oh, I've really gone down the wrong path with this one. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really get the assignment because. <laughs> I don't have guilty pleasures. I, or do I? I don't know. I don't know. It really <laughs> we just need to get back to comic books, Paul. <laughs> Certainly. But uh, no, one of the ones I wish I added, which, like I say, I did nearly add halfway through, uh, was uh, Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. Uh, <gasps> Michaela would have thanked you for that one. She does like Cry Baby. Yeah. And, uh, actually, any John Waters film, Dirty Shame, Love Dirty Shame. Oh my God, I really didn't think about this, did I? <laughs> But, uh, but like I could have had Dirty Shame. Everyone hates that film. Yeah. Oh. Pink Flamingos. But uh, yes. I've never <laughs> seen it. Never want to see it. <laughs> but yes. Uh, like I say, thank you everyone who's joined. Like I say, yeah. the Facebook group now has officially hit 2,500 people members, new members. Wow. Which completely blows me away. Again, feel free to join it. Just search Nerdy Up North Community on Facebook. It's, it's a friendly bunch where we're trying to keep it as friendly as we can. Uh, but yep. we're no topics off base as uh, long as makes you respect everyone's views. Yes. Again, on Instagram, just search Nerdy Up North. We are growing on there as well. Um, a lot of uh, interesting things where people post memes or photographs I like, I'll, I'll share. Um, also, please remember on YouTube, uh, just like, subscribe, uh, comment, follow. Um, we are on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Nerdy Up North. We are follow appearing in more searches now. Um, and just to let you know as well, which we didn't even touch on, which I forgot about, this is episode 13. So thank <gasps> you for some. So we should have maybe thought about the topic a oh little bit more. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even realise it was episode 13. Wow. Yeah. But 
Um, if you can, if you're subscribing on iTunes, um, please, if you can, give us a five-star rating and a review. That would be absolutely fantastic. It helps the algorithm in iTunes and picking us up for other people to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just, I, I hate doing that. Like, I, I hate <laughs> coming to the end and not yeah. being known what to do. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we're begging, but we really <laughs> do want to We really do want to expand and grow this podcast. Like, We absolutely love doing this it's a highlight of our like, i don't know about Paul, it's a highlight of my week mm. i really enjoy the shit out of it and i want everyone else to enjoy it along with us mm. things are going to be different and um, you know we're going we are going to mix things up and change formats and change how we do things but it is literally this is like a learning curve i've never i've done stuff like this before but never on this level mm-hmm. like it's it's never been this big and it we just want to see you grow it <laughs> yeah. is i love it and we just want to see you grow we want people to get involved like the facebook page is doing so well we would just love to see that transition over into youtube because we can have conversations on youtube with people that you know there's comment sections in there that we can talk to you directly and um, if you can because you know messages can be muddled up and and muddy within facebook we can directly communicate with you through there and mm-hmm. um, so yet yeah, just please Get on board with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no and don't forget, uh, same bat time, same bat channel. So we'll be here next week. Um, yeah, stay nerdy, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody.